Books and Songs podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is January 12th, 2023. We are on season four, Andy, episode number nine. Tonight is a songs episode only. Songs. Yeah. We're going to be talking music, songs, album of the week, concerts, tours, all sorts of good stuff. Got lots of neat things. Now, the album of the week... We've been around for four seasons. We're in, we're in four seasons. We've never done this band. Which is odd. Kind of a, a, not a favorite of ours, but in our wheelhouse. Here we go. The album this week is Europe. The final countdown. Now, first of all, if you've ever been to a sporting event since 1988, you've heard of Europe. Yeah, they've got... Uh, you know, down to the end of the, the, the end of the game, the two minutes, two minute warning. All this stuff is really driven from the band Europe. This is their third studio album, Andy. Uh, they're a Swedish rock band. Uh, this was released May 26th, 1986. Uh, Memorial weekend of 1986. We were just wrapping up our, boy, our sophomore year in high school, I think. Yes. Now, compared to the last two albums that featured a classic heavy metal sound, in this album they switched to more radio-friendly glam metal, which we may or may not like. Uh, fans or listeners of the show may or may not like, but they switched to more glam. Now, it really has me interested because I didn't know about their first two albums, and, uh, and I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be researching that a little more. I was not aware of the heavy metal sound. I, I had their first album. You did? Yes. Okay, very good. Good to know because I'm going to be doing some downloading here this weekend and doing a little catching up of Europe and uh, getting and listening to those first two albums is on my list. Now, five singles were released from this album. The Final Countdown, Love Chaser, Rock the Night, Carrie, and Cherokee. The first single... Final Countdown, was responsible for launching Europe into mainstream popularity. This really was the song. Now, the last song, um, actually, the Final Countdown. So the popular one was Final Countdown, was based on an old keyboard riff that Joey Tempest had composed back in early, boy, 82, maybe end of early, uh, end of 1981. And uh, they said, you sh we should do a song based on that riff. The lyrics then were inspired by David Bowie's song, Space Oddity. And so the song came together. And so they put the song on the album. Now, we'll get a little more into that uh, later. But the last, song, uh, uh, the last song that was written for the album was Cherokee. was written only a week before the band went to Switzerland to start recording the album. Uh, it was inspired by the history of Native Americans to write the song. Now, during the recording sessions, Joey Tempest, the vocalist, came down with a bad allergic reaction to bread products. We're really going deep here into our educational, yeah. uh, Andy, here. Bread products. This delayed the recording for a while and also forced Joey to make changes in his diet so he could complete the work on the album. Um so they wrapped it up, they finished it, and it ultimately went triple platinum in the United States 
I'm wondering if he went gluten free. Maybe he might have. You know, had some problems with bread. Prop, you know, bread yeah. products probably had to go gluten free. Now, when it came time to choose the first single for the album, Joey Tempest suggested the final countdown. Originally, the band had never, I repeat, never planned to release the song as a single. Remember what we just said here uh, two minutes ago? This was the one song that uh, pushed them into the stratosphere. The members of the band wanted Rock the Night to be the first single. The final countdown was, in fact, written to be an opening song for concerts, and they never thought it would be a hit. It would just be their first you know, you raise the banner, the, the song, the band comes out and they play. Uh, that's what they had this in mind for as the opening song to a live audience. So uh, the record company, so this was Epic Records back then. They're the ones that suggested it should be their first single. And the band then decided to release it. It became a worldwide success. Really huge. Now, when it was popular, Andy, you know, we got to think back of the December 31st, 1999, 99 millennium celebrations that were going on. Um, yeah. This is the song they played uh, in Stockholm, Sweden. Yes. Now, I've got a note here. Eight of the 10 tracks in this album were featured in the 2007 comedy film Hot Rod. Now, I'm going to give everyone a, a homework assignment for the weekend. Yeah, I know most people out there, Andy, have watched the movie Hot Rod at least once. Maybe not you. No, not me. The film was written, written for Will Ferrell. They got Andy Samberg to do it, but it was it's that type of a humor. It's very off the cuff, uh, dry, dry humor. The movie's called Hot Rod. Eight of the ten songs in the album are on that soundtrack or played during that movie. It's unreal. That really shocked me. I was I don't know. I could probably count on one hand how many albums have that many songs on one uh, movie for a soundtrack. Well, Maximum Overdrive by ACDC. We covered that one. Well, that was, and that really was the soundtrack. Was that entire uh, album? So here we go. Here's the, the the tracks. The final countdown. Song two is Rock the Night. Song three is Carrie. We're all aware of that. Uh, the the ballad Carrie. Yep. Then there's Danger on the Track, Ninja, Cherokee, Time Has Come, Heart of Stone, On the Loose, and Love Chaser. So 39 minutes, 49 seconds is this album. The the personnel is Joey Tempest, lead vocals, John Norum, lead guitar, John Levin, bass, Mick McKaylee, keyboard, and Ian Haugland, on drums. Uh, you, have stop right more, you have anything more on that, Andy? And to stop you right there. It's a Swedish Uh-oh. band. Oh. I, I don't really see Joy Tempest as being a real Swedish name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of looked in that one. Not calling you out there, Mr. Tempest, but, you know, how, how Swedish are you with this name here? The rest are all, that's their names. But Joy Tempest's Birth certificate name, we'll say. Okay. Ralph Magnus Joachim Larsen. That's two R's in Larsen. Rolf. Okay, Rolf. Yep. Two R's in Larsen. So that's as Scandinavian as it gets. He came up with the name Zoe Tempest 
when he was younger. And um doesn't say really how young. Uh he um let's see where was it? He came up with the name. Uh he played, you know, he played sports and everything else. Where, where was the name I saw here? Um how do you come up with the name? I had it. Oh, from uh he was a fan of other artists, you know, and he just wanted a, a rock star name. It came from William Shakespeare's comedy, The Tempest, is where I got the name Tempest oh, from. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. So, but he wanted a, a name that would be easier for us, you know, Americans to not butcher. So he goes with Joey Tempest. Okay. One of the better hairstyles in the 80s, I must admit, too, if I do say so myself. That's that's where I just want to get that name part in there for you. Okay, okay. Now, you know, they've got 10 songs in the album, Andy. Uh, the 11th song recorded also during the studio sessions was on Broken Wings. They used that as the B-side to final countdown on their single. I was not aware of that either. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's fairly rare for a band to release a single. The number one, uh, the very first single of an album, in fact, to use a B-side that wasn't even on the album at all. Yeah. You know what I call it? A throwaway song, but just uh, another song they put on there that wasn't on the album. Kind of a bonus track, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So here's the five the five singles. Final Countdown released in February of 86, um, mm -hmm. well before the album came out. And then Love Chaser came out in August, but they did that in Japan only. That's a yeah. Japan-only single. And then Rock the Night was released November of 86. Carrie, everyone well aware of that. Once again, January 87, that was also a big hit. And then Cherokee was the fifth single released November of 87. And the only other thing I've got here is, Andy, is when they started the tour for this, to, to support this album, the first leg of the Swedish tour started on April of 86, April 29th, and the album had not yet been released because the cover art was not complete. <laughs> yeah. So they're waiting to get the cover art back from the graphic artist, the artist designer. It wasn't done yet. Well, in the meantime, the tour was all scheduled to begin. And so Europe was forced to start the scheduled tour, and then they released the, uh, the album um, after that. But very interesting, it was released you know, the month later, but I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that either. Uh, a couple things here, you know, that it just was new to me. Uh, I'm familiar with Europe, the final countdown, the album, not familiar with the other works that they've done. I don't own anything from Europe, certainly not aware that they were a big heavy metal band. And I am going to this weekend watch and rewatch the movie Hot Rod to see uh, that that movie, not not only the film Hot Rod, because it's got eight of the ten songs, but one of the songs is there was a band at the end of the album on the end of the movie. There was a band that was a fake, uh, a fictional band playing in the background uh, at a live concert. That really was Queens of the Stone Age performing. No, I didn't know that. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a Queens of the Stone Age fan, so I'm going to go back and watch that for that reason as well. But eight of the ten songs on this album were certainly on uh, on the soundtrack of that movie. 
Well, and you look at all the different country album charts, meaning country now, like the music brand of it, countries like Spain, Finland, U.S., Japan. Of all the charts, it was number 10 or better on everything except the Japanese album charts in 1986. It was 26 there. Oh, really? So Japanese did not catch on to Europe very well. The rest of the free world thought they were they were very good. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, do you have anything more on the songs, uh, Andy? Yes, I do. If you want to get my screen up here, I got some stuff on the video and the song for Cherokee. Cherokee, okay. Got all, it. If, you had, if you had the cassette tape, you had to listen to Ninja, which is probably not my favorite song on the album, but was the last one on side one. Okay. So you had to look for that, so when you flipped it over, the first song on side two was Cherokee. Okay. So you had to kind of gut through that song. <laughs> so there's Cherokee, the single for it. You got a couple of pictures from the video for it. Very, very 80s video for it. There's my boy Joy Tempest right there. Looks a lot like David Coverdale from Whitesnake, I think. Oh, yes. Roll. Um, there's the video Rolf. was filmed in 1987 in Spain, a half mile from where they shot the film A Fistful of Dollars, a Clint Eastwood. Spaghetti Western. Okay. Um, so it's based there. So here's a movie about American Indians done by a European band filmed in Spain where a cowboy Western was once filmed. Does that make sense? We got all that? It's, it, that's an interesting uh, And a little bit of everything covered there. And here, you know, here's the cheesy 80s video pose during the song. One thing in the video for the song, Cherokee, the song is pretty good. The video is very historically inaccurate. Okay. If it was today, they'd get blown up on, oh, my God, they'd be kicked out of everywhere. Banned from Twitter, probably. Yes. They'd be banned from Facebook, MTV, Society. They'd definitely be banned out of California. I know that. It showed the Cherokee as a Plains Indian tribe living in teepees in the desert. Where they actually lived in the wooded southern Appalachian Mountains is where they actually lived, and they were forced to move to the wooded hills of eastern Oklahoma. The Cherokee Indians never lived in teepees. <laughs> the video they show them in teepees. So with that being said, just shows you that how people just want to pop videos out. Um, Joey Tempest was once asked in an interview to go, "Were you ever embarrassed about your look?" The look you guys had with the hair and the leather and the this and the that. And he admitted it. We were an MTV band. They were very popular on MTV. They played to the crowd. Um, makes sense. Makes sense. Yep. Very popular. Europe, and you'll find this out when you listen to the other albums, Dan. Their music's very clean. And okay. I don't mean no swearing clean. I mean, it's nice, crisp. The the, the riffs are good. The hooks are there. His voice is Joy Tempest has a great voice. I think one of the better voices in, in music. Um, there's one part also here. I don't know if you'll be able to pick it up here when I play this. Let's see if I could do this here with the Sports and Songs Shadow Studio 2000. The beginning of the song Cherokee. Did you hear that? Or kind of. She shouts out something there. It's like, what? Yeah, I heard it a little bit. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, if you listen to that song, it translates in English to say, we're going to play now. 
I always saw as a kid it was some kind of like Indian chant in Swedish or something like that. And then I'd look up here and it kind of shattered my dreams that I didn't know that either. Okay. Okay. One other historical fact here before I get into concerts and other things. I never realized this I was lied to my whole life until I started following music. There's five guys in Europe and only four in Asia, therefore making Europe bigger than Asia. <laughs> awesome. Now that and is I, very that's very good. I'm gonna I use had that. to throw that one out there. That's where it's How at. How long have you been waiting to, to, to play that card? About 15 minutes. Okay. 15 minutes. I confirmed the Asia count. And anyway, we'll get on to the fun part now of the show. Concert information coming up here. Um, just for those of you listening worldwide and across the country, this is all Minnesota-based concerts. So call your friends in Minnesota. Tell them about these concerts. Let's start with Medina Entertainment Center, home of Robert's Bar and Restaurant. Coming up the 4th of February, Def Legend, a Def Leppard tribute band with guest Heartless. And then Excellent. the next Saturday, the 11th, Firehouse and Bullet Boys will be performing. Now, are you going to this one? Uh, working on it. I'll okay. get to that later. There might be, it's this one or another concert coming up, which I'll mention later. I see. Jump, a Van Halen tribute band on the 18th with Arena opening up. And then uh, the Space Odyssey, David Brinkton's Space Odyssey, uh, David Bowie. Uh, space, so it's the Space Oddity. Oddity. Uh, and and then we just mentioned that earlier. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. As that was also in the notes. Okay. Yeah. That'd be very cool to go see. I've seen some of the guys' stuff on YouTube. If you look them up, very cool stuff. The Rolling Stoners and Zed Leplin, March 3rd. I've been practicing all day saying that without screwing it up. Now, okay, so this is March 3rd at Medina. Yes, we're still okay. in Medina. This would be a good one to see. That's a Friday night. And then Saturday, Matt V and the Killer Vs celebrate the music of Neil Diamond. Everybody likes a little Neil Diamond. That'd be a good cover, cover show, yes. That'd be a good one. Don Dockin and George Lynch are back together. Okay, nice. This would be a cool one to go to. I thought it'd be cool till I saw the $43 a ticket. I love you guys, but eh. Yeah, drinks down docking. There you go, March 11th. Then the 18th, Leather and Lace, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac and the Women of Rock. Now, these are $20 general, $25 silver, which is around the rail, and $30 on the floor. Okay. Remember these prices later if you like Fleetwood Mac. Kind of like we did last week with Bruce Springsteen and the Born Run and the tribute band coming up. Just remember this one here, March 18th. And also Medina, the Ham's Beer Show, February 26th. Perfect. We'll see you there. Always a fun uh, event there. Yes. Now at Le Music Room in St. Michael, welcome to the world's smallest stadium. Radio Nation, a tribute to the 90s alternative rock, will be there on January 13th. Yeah, good stuff. Friday night. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yes. Okay. U.S. Bank Stadium, the big greenhouse there where, where the Vikings play. They got some concerts coming up I want to mention. Red Hot Chili Peppers coming up on April 8th. 
Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks, November 10th. Ooh. Tickets wow. go on sale tomorrow. I'll tell you right now. I'm pretty sure the cheap seats will be close to four digits for these two names. That's got to be. Yes, I am. I'm telling you that right now. I love me my Billy Joel. I'll pay 500 bucks to sit in those bleeds to play Billy Joel, to see Billy Joel. I will sit behind Bob Euchre to watch Billy Joel. You know what, though? If Stevie Nicks was playing in the other room, I'd tell her to be quiet. I'm trying to record a podcast. Okay. Oh, Can't stand wow. Stevie Nicks. There, I said it. So, one of my favorites, and one of the people I could really care less about. So, interesting combination, though, with these two. I'm sorry. Interesting combination. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not saying there's people who like both, but it could be weird. The way they're kind of billing it all, Stevie Nicks is the quote-unquote opening act. But you really can't list her as an opening act because she's Stevie Nicks. And this, I don't know if it's an ego thing or what, but you are. Well, for fans of the show, this will be the uh, weekend uh, before the Prep Bowl semifinals, I believe. Yes. Wow. So there we go. Like I said, if I win tickets, I'm there. But I'm not spending my hard-earned cash for that seat. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, that's a certain market there to for that event. Yeah. Excellent. I did not skip Target Center. I just didn't see anything at Target Center worth mentioning this coming up. XL has a couple here. Janet, May 30th. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Okay. With special correct guest, Ludacris. I've heard the name Ludacris. Couldn't tell you a song of his if I had to. Not saying it's good or bad, just saying don't ask my opinion on him. I've never heard one. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not I've a seen fan. her in like in movies and interviews. Seems like a decent guy. Couldn't tell you a song if I had to. Janet, on the other hand, big fan. So May 30th, Janet Jackson at the X. Treasure Island Resorts and Casino. Okay. Warrant with Lita Ford, March 25th. Wow. Okay. That's why maybe other concert. That's a then, that that would be a good show, I think. Yeah. And then May 12th, Foreigner. Foreigner. Okay. Now, here's a couple of notes for you. Like I said, okay, March 25th, Warrant and Lita Ford. And then the 12th was Foreigner. Lita Ford's also going to be up at Black Bear Casino the night before. Not with Warrant, just on her own. With another okay. So she'll be up there if you're up north. And here's some other dates around Minnesota when Foreigner is going to be here Tuesday, May 9th in Duluth. The 10th in Fargo, and then the 12th down in Welsh, Minnesota at TI. Okay. So northern Minnesota folks, you got Lita March 24th at Black Bear Casino. Foreigner fans, you got Duluth and Fargo, the 9th and 10th, school nights. Tuesday, Wednesday, then Friday down at TI in southern Minnesota, about an hour and a half from here. Top five on the charts right now, and kind of a prelude into what I'm going to be doing on Saturday. Um, Tuesday night, we lost arguably one of the best guitarists ever, Jeff Beck. So, of course, the top five songs right now are all Beck songs. Okay. Our, the top 15, 13 are Jeff Beck songs right now for albums. Interesting. So, and that, unfortunately, we mentioned that when, uh, 
uh, the other gals from Foreigner passed away. Christy McVie passed away. All the Foreigner songs, or not Foreigner, Fleetwood Mac songs top the charts, albums top the charts. Everybody starts buying it once someone passes away, which is sad. That that makes you appreciate them. It's, it's interesting because I know how relevant Jeff Beck is. I don't own anything that he's done. Very interesting. You know he's guitarist, but I don't own any, any of his stuff. But you know he's touched the rock world. He's done... He was with the Yardbirds, so the, him and Clapton together. Yes, the Yardbirds. Uh, I mean, also, I mean Jimmy Page uh, con connected with all these guys. Uh, Jimmy Page inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Very, very connected. Uh, Jeff Beck. In fact, there's a Kiss song called "Beth." Yes. That they were going to talk, uh, Eric. Well, was it? Uh, not Eric's uh, singer. Uh, they brought it forward and they said, you know what? Uh, they wanted to present it as Beck. Beck, I hear you calling. Um, but really, it was a song about Becky. They wanted to call it Beck. And the guys in the band says, you know what? Let's call it Beth instead. So the uh, the ballad from Kiss Beth really started off as Beck uh, for a girl named Becky. But they thought, you know, around that time, you start bringing up Beck, they're going to think we're doing this song about Jeff Beck. So let's right. Pivot here, do something different. So they did, but that's how that got started. Jeff Beck, phenomenal. And if you look up Beck, Jeff Beck stuff on YouTube, and make sure you put in Jeff Beck. I guess there was some other guitarist named Beck a few years ago, not him. Yes, Jeff Beck. Um, he's done guitar jams with Clapton and Jimmy Page and Joe Cocker on one, or not, and Joe Cocker singing guitar collaborations. He's done other people. He just got off tour with Johnny Depp. Okay. So, I mean, he's – and Johnny Depp is a great guitarist. I mean, he's not like icon Jeff Beck, but Johnny Depp's very good. Um, But you name a guitarist out there today who talks about inspiration, they're going to name five guys and Beck be one of them. And I'm not disrespectful when I'm saying this. I'm saying it as it is. It's a fact, and people in this generation don't get it. Yeah. Jeff Beck's a legend. Um, because when people go, oh yeah, well, all the great guitarists have died, and they start naming names, and they um, say, oh he's great like him, and we lost this guy, and we lost Dimebag. Stop. <laughs> Dimebag was good, don't get me wrong, but he was around for what, five, maybe ten years. Beck's been doing this for 40, 50 years. Sorry, Dimebag, and these other guys died young and couldn't go yeah, on. It's a different. It's a different category altogether. Yeah. The only exception to that rule would be Stevie Ray Vaughan. And if you don't think Stevie Ray Vaughan's one of the greatest, I'll fight you. But, uh, yeah, so Jeff Beck passed away. Doing a special on him this weekend. Watch for it on Instagram. And if I remember, I'll even put it on the YouTube. But uh, Instagram's where I'm going to be putting it on for Saturday. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Uh, Jeff Beck, very phenomenal. Now, I have one last note on, on Europe. You might know this, Andy. They have 10 songs in the album, The Final Countdown. Not a single instrumental, right? Right. There is one instrumental they recorded in the studio called Where Men Won't Dare, co-written by Tempest and John Levin. Uh, they did include that on the 20th year anniversary of The uh, Final Countdown. So they did include it then, but that's a rare instrumental by Europe, uh, 
It's called Where Men Won't Dare. 20th anniversary edition. You can hear it there. It was an unfinished outtake is all they did. They recorded it during the sessions. And look at the album. 10 songs, less than 40 minutes. Not long guitar solos. It's just boom, 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 boom. Good, clean songs. I said they did, the transitions are smooth through the whole thing. Joey Tempest has a great voice. He had awesome hair. I mean, so, we, so we've got some homework. I'm going to listen to the rock ones before that, the heavy metal, I should say, rock albums, yeah. metal albums, before these, this one came out. This is their third studio album. And the other homework is to watch the, uh, the Hot Rod movie 2007 comedy features eight of the ten songs on this album. And the song Open Your Heart, not a ballad. I call it a power ballad. So it starts out acoustic, then goes into the rock afterwards. So they have that. They have the ballad carry, which everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody dance to it, school dances. Um, and final countdown, like I said, if you've never been to a sporting event, or if you've ever been to one, you've heard the song. It's that. It's right there. That, Rocky Like a Hurricane. You've heard those songs. You know, and welcome, the jungle. and welcome to the Jungle. Those three songs you'll hear at any sporting event. Unbelievable. And they didn't even want to release it as a single. Right. And it ended up being the, the, the first the single, the lead track uh, uh, released. And Epic Records said, I think you got something here. And I'm sure they're thanking them every day on the way to the bank ever since. Uh, yes. Boy, huge. Huge. That's, that's all I've got. Anything more on Europe or music, Andy? No, just I think Europe was one of those bands. Are they one of the top 10 of the 80s? No. There was the very good band in the 80s. They hit at the right time, the MTV genre. Um, they kind of got lost in the show. I kind of throw them in the whole white lion category where there was gotcha. just so many bands like that. You couldn't like them all. You couldn't you couldn't play them all. A lot in the same demographic there. Yeah. Yeah. Very good band. They'll give them a listen. All right. Will do. Uh, have a good week, everyone. See ya. See ya.